right, welcome to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, here on WCF Radio. We're so thankful that you joined us today. I need to talk about this very important subject, why mediums and psychics are not of God. I know that sounds crazy that I even need to explain that, but there's a lot of people in churches right now that are listening to mediums and psychics and people that are saying they're prophets of God, but they're literally doing the exact same thing as a medium and a psychic. Have you seen this? The, the syncretism of new age with biblical Christianity. Well, it's not right. It needs to be addressed. We're going to address it on today's broadcast. Thank you for tuning in. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the broadcast. Pastor Todd Coconato here, and we are excited about today's show because I think it's going to set folks up for success. And uh, it's actually quite sad that I have to even talk about this. But I do, because this is happening in the body of Christ right now, where people that maybe they are newer believers or they don't know Scripture well, they are being sucked up into the danger of mediums and psychics, which are not of God, and they're seeking some type of quick word uh, from these people. And so we're going to address this today from a biblical perspective and why it's so important that we as believers know the Word of God get into the Word of God, make sure that we study ourselves approved, and also that we test the spirits and that we, we understand what the Bible says. In Leviticus 19.31, write this down if you're taking notes, Leviticus 19.31, it warns us, it says, do not turn to mediums or necromancers. Do not seek them out, and so make yourselves unclean by them. I am the Lord your God. Here, God is clear in his instruction to avoid seeking guidance from mediums and those who claim to communicate with the dead. This prohibition is a demonstration of his desire for us to rely on his wisdom alone. He doesn't want us relying on these types of people. This just shows you how long this has been an issue. This has been an issue all the way back to the Levitical days. This is, this is pre Christ in the flesh. This is pre-New Covenant. This is Old Covenant. This is how long this has been going on for in the Old Testament. Book of Leviticus. In Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 11, Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 11, it says this, the Lord declares, there shall not be found among you anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or a sorcerer or a charmer or a medium or a necromancer or one who inquires of the dead. For whoever does these things is what? An abomination to the Lord. This passage leaves no room for ambiguity. These practices are not, dis, uh, not only discouraged by God, but they're an abomination in the, sp- in the sight of God. They're an abomination. But why are Christians getting pulled into this? Well, I think that a lot of it has to do with social media. People have said they are Christian on social media. They post Bible verses. They come across as a Christian, but then they syncretize. What does that mean? They, they, they combine another religion with Christianity, a false religion. Christianity is a truthful, real religion. It's, it's, a, it's a faith. It's, it's the actual situation in our world. While as these false religions are of the devil. Very clear, very very blatant and straight out. That's what it is. It's demonic. And we're reminded in Isaiah 8, 19, in Isaiah 8, 19, it says, and when you say, inquire of the mediums and the necromancers who chirp and mutter, 
Should not a people inquire of their God? Should they inquire of the dead on behalf of the living? This verse points us back to the source of true guidance, God himself. Instead of turning to mediums, we are called to seek God's wisdom, for he alone holds the answers to our questions and our concerns. What about the New Testament? Well, the New Testament provides insight as well. In Acts 16, 16, through 18, Acts 16, 16 through 18, it says we, you know, we encounter a story where the apostle Paul encounters a slave girl and, and the, the slave girl has a spirit of divination. She could predict the future and uh, brought gain to her owners through fortune telling. However, Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, rebuked the spirit and commanded it to leave her. And this story highlights the contrast between God's power and deceptive practices of mediums and psychics. See, what it is, is folks are looking for a now answer. They, they, they want an answer and they don't want to do any work to get there. They don't want to have to inquire of God because they don't trust that they can hear from God themselves. And so they, they rely on another person to tell them what God is saying. Now, there's a very big distinction between mediums and prophets of God. A very big distinction, and we're going to get to that in just a moment here. But I want to just go back to this Acts 16, 16 through 18, because the girl could predict the future, and she brought gain to her owners through this fortune telling. But see, Paul, this is very important. He's filled with the Holy Spirit. He has discernment and wisdom, and he recognizes through the power of discernment of the Holy Spirit that the Spirit is not of God. And this is where we need to be... We need to get as Christians. We need to get to the place where we as a believer trust the Spirit of the Lord and the discernment that comes from the Spirit of the Lord within us. In other words, the Spirit that lives in our heart. Uh, the Bible says that he's, he's made a home in our heart. He, he comes to fill our heart. We, we, we are um, our house. We, we, the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So in other words, we have the spirit of living God, when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we confess with our mouth and we believe in our heart and we repent of our sin and unrighteousness and we ask the spirit of living God to come and live in us as the body is the temple. And so we have available to us as believers in Yeshua, Jesus, we have the ability to discern. And it's so important that we understand discernment and asking the Holy Spirit for discernment and testing the spirits, especially in this time. I can't tell you how much it grieves my heart to see the amount of believers in Jesus that are running to and fro looking for a word and from some of these people that are charlatans. Not all of them. Some of them are charlatans. And uh, we, have to, we have to recognize that. We have, to, we have to discern that in our spirit. And some people are lacking it. And that's why they're being caught up in this it's a distraction. It's, it's, it's a lie from the pit of hell. And uh, it's wrong. It's false. It's, it's evil. So, uh, you know, look, the message is clear. God calls us to trust in him and his wisdom rather than seeking guidance from sources that go against his word. Never, ever seek guidance or wisdom from a source that goes against what the scripture says. As followers of Christ, we are to re rely on prayer, studying his word, and seeking counsel from godly leaders who, who have the fruit of the Spirit, people that are, that are of God when faced with uncertainty. Now, mediums and psych psychics are not of God. 
their practices are contrary to his teachings and lead us away from the truth. Remember the words of Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Hallelujah. So what is the contrast of a real prophet versus a medium, a psychic, a liar, a manipulator, somebody that is not of God, that is, that is sharing falsehoods and deceptions. What is, the, what is the contrast? How can we tell this? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Let's go through it. Well, the, the distinctions are clear, okay? Uh, there's a clear contrast, and these differences can help us discern between true spiritual guidance and deceptive practices. So I want to explore these for the remainder of the show and, and the contrast and how we can tell the difference as followers of Jesus. So number one is the source of authority. A medium or a psychic, they often claim to receive information from spirits, the deceased, or supernatural sources outside of God. A prophet of God, their authority comes from the one true God. They receive messages directly from him through his Holy Spirit. And they're, they're always going to be in alignment with God's word. Number two, the message is in alignment with God's word. A medium or a psychic their messages will be inconsistent or contradictory to the teachings of the Bible. Now, here's a little asterisk there. Some of these people are very deceptive and they'll use the scripture, but they'll manipulate it and they'll twist it for their advantage or they'll use it out of context. This is why we need to know the context of the scripture and we need to make sure that we're studied up on it because it can be very confusing when a false prophet or a psychic or a medium, which they're all the same thing, use the Bible and they confuse us because you think, well, they're, they're using the Bible. But see, a prophet of God, their messages are aligning with the teachings of the Bible and never contradict God's word. Never. They're never going to contradict it. God's word is absolute truth, okay? Number three, motive. Very important we think about this, motive. A medium or a psychic often seeks personal gain or profit, not, not profit as in uh, you know, when I'm talking about here, prophets of God, I'm talking about prophet, P-R-O-F-I-T, for their practices. They're getting something out of this, okay? I know a character who I used to think maybe he was legit until I started looking under the covers and really seeing what the man was up to, and the discernment of the Holy Spirit starts showing me, because he's actually a really good counterfeit, but I started seeing what he's doing with the finances coming in, and, you know, some of the things that he's actually doing in his personal life and it grieved my heart tremendously. I thought this person is not doing the work of the kingdom. And I realized it was for his own personal gain and the gain of his family. It wasn't for the body of, the, the body of Christ. That's a problem. So they seek personal gain, fame, notoriety, profit, and financial gain from their practices. They come up with new sayings or new quote-unquote words to confuse the saints. They use the Bible and they sound really good at what they're saying, but it's for their own profit. Now, a prophet of God, a legit prophet of God, their primary motive is to honor God, to share his messages, to warn the folks, to guide them, to lead them to repentance, and to guide the people towards the truth of God's word and who God is. Let me say that again. Their primary motive is to honor God. They fear the Lord. They share his message no matter what even when it's unpopular. And they guide people toward repentance and toward the truth of the word of God and who God is. 
big difference. Do you see the difference there? I really want you to think about this because this, this is going to happen more and more. That's why I'm talking about this so much. I am seeing many people deceived, and the reason why they're deceived, the Bible says, my, my people die for lack of knowledge. Well, lack of knowledge is lack of understanding of the Scripture. And it looks like it's God, and it sounds like it's God, but there's a twisting and a manipulation that's happening, and unfortunately, that's setting people up for failure, not for success, because it's a false... They're saying it's in the name of God or in the name of Jesus, but it, it's actually blasphemy. So the primary motive of a real prophet of God is to honor God. They fear God with their message. They're not saying something out of their own pride or arrogance or flesh. They're sharing what he's saying. And, and, and they're guiding people towards the truth of God's word, the truth of God, and to repentance, to, to, to find a solution to, to a problem, something that's going on. Number four, character and lifestyle. I've been talking a lot about character. Character and lifestyle. Listen, I always examine myself under this same lens. And am I perfect? I'm not. But when I see there's a flaw, I do everything I can to correct it because I don't want to hurt God and I don't want to hurt people. And I know I'm human and I know I have to deal with my flesh. The Bible says you, you die to your flesh daily. So I'm not trying to sit on here like I'm you know, some self-righteous super saint or I got everything figured out. But you know who does have everything figured out? God. And you know where we can get all our answers? His word. So that's, that's what we're, we're looking to. We're not looking to Todd. We're looking to the word of God. What does the word of God say? Character and lifestyle. Well, medium or a psychic or fraud or a phony, their practice can involve occultism. Oh, yeah. And involvement with spirits that are not of God. In fact, 99.9% of the time, that's exactly what's happening. They are, they're dealing with occultism, demonic activity, demons. They're not talking to the Holy Spirit. They're talking to demonic spirits. Sure, they can get special information from the demons. Not, not from God, not from his Holy Spirit. A prophet of God lives in obedience to God's commands. Again, fears the Lord, leading a life of characterized. His life is characterized or her life is characterized by holiness and godliness and being set apart. They are, they are not somebody that's doing it for their own game. They're not somebody that's involved in witchcraft, in occultism, involvement with spirits that are not of God. They're not, no way is a prophet of God going to want to deal with that. If anything, it's the complete opposite. Look at uh, Elijah when he went to Mount Carmel. He called out the prophets of Baal. He called out frauds. He called out fakes. He called out the, the false spirits that weren't, you know, the, the, the demonic spirits and those that were involved in witchcraft. That's what was going on. It's the false prophets versus the real prophets. We should not have to wake up every day and say, what did prophet so-and-so say? We should wake up every day and say, Holy Spirit, how can I serve you today? What can I do to bless you today? Give me divine appointments today. Fill my heart with, with your purposes. Lead, lead my path. Order my steps. You know, that, we, should, we should inquire of the Holy Spirit. And this, this takes discipline. First of all, we've got to have the faith to trust that God is real. Second, we've got, to, we've got to believe that, yeah, God is going to order our steps. That's faith. What did I say before? Trust in the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him. And what did he say? He'll direct your path. Amen. Uh, number five, a miraculous confirmation. What does that mean? Well, a medium or a psychic, their miracles that they, they, they may perform some miracles, but they're not truly miraculous. 
but rather deceptive manifestations. A medium, a psychic, a false prophet, their miracles that they're performing, their quote-unquote miracles, are, are not really miraculous. Instead, they're deceptive manifestations. Deceptive manifestations. They're trickery. They're foolery. They're trickery. They're meant to deceive. This is, again, why we have to have discernment of the Spirit. A prophet of God, their messages are accompanied by genuine miracles and signs and wonders that confirm the divine origin of their words. Not, not fake uh, stage things that we see a lot in today's world. You know, people using trickery and magic tricks and all this nonsense. No, th- this is real. A prophet of God will have literal, genuine miracle signs and wonders that are confirmed by the Holy Spirit because they're doing the work of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Number six, discernment through the Holy Spirit. Discernment through the Holy Spirit. Number six, medium psychics, false prophets, they often lack the presence of the Holy Spirit. In fact, they always lack the presence of the Holy Spirit in their lives and teachings. A false prophet, a medium, a psychic, they're not going to have the presence of the Holy Spirit in their teachings. Now, the gifts come without repentance, so maybe the Lord could still use them. I'm not saying he can't but they're not going to have the presence of the Holy Spirit in their lives because they themselves are unsaved. They're doing wicked work. They're not doing kingdom work. A prophet of God operates under the guidance of the Holy Spirit who empowers them to speak the truth accurately. The guidance of the Holy Spirit empowering them to speak the truth accurately because of discernment, because of uh, conviction, because of the purpose and mission behind what you do. You're doing it because you love the Lord. You're doing it because you want to please him. You're doing it because you want to be about his business. See the difference? It's not for personal gain. It's not for personal profit. It's for the work of the kingdom. Uh, Number seven, the fruit of their ministry. The fruit of their ministry, medium psychics, they're going to lead people away from God's truth and promote confusion. You notice some of the people that follow some of these false people they're, they're, they're actually so confused and they get angry. If you confront them or you ask them a question about their prophet or their medium or their psychic or whatever it is that they're following, they, they will snap at you. They will get angry. They will start calling you names. Why? Is that the spirit of the Lord? Is that the fruit of the spirit? No. The fruit of the spirit is self-control, kindness. So obviously it's an anti-fruit. And that's because the spirit behind it is, is anti-Christ. Does that make sense? A prophet of God, their ministry bears fruit that aligns with God's purposes. You know them by their fruit, such as repentance, reconciliation, spiritual growth, discernment, all this stuff that we've been talking about. There's going to be good fruit from their life. You're going to see they're doing the work of the Lord. They're helping the poor. They're helping the needy. There's fruit in their community. There's fruit in, in their life. People are saying, thank God for this person. They've, they've helped me. They've helped me grow. They helped mentor me. Uh, number eight, recognition by a community of believers. What? What does that mean? Well, it means this. Mediums, psychics, their practices are going to be viewed as dubious or even harmful by the broader Christian community because the people have discernment and they say, hey, you know what? This person is a charlatan. This per- there might be some people that are duped, but people with discernment are going to have that check, that red flag in their spirit, and they're going to say something's wrong with this situation. Yes, this person is, is masquerading as a good person, but there's something very wrong here. 
why am I so concerned about this person? Their heart's not in the right place. The Spirit of the Lord is prompting me to stay away from this person. A prophet of God, a real prophet of God, a person that's sent from God, their authenticity is going to be recognized and affirmed by fellow believers and spiritual leaders. Their authenticity is going to be recognized and affirmed by fellow believers and spiritual leaders. And so as believers, we can discern between a medium and a psychic and a true prophet of God by comparing their teaches and practices with the principles outlined in the scripture. Regularly studying scripture, growing our relationship with God, seeking wisdom from godly mentors will equip us to recognize and reject false teaching while embracing genuine messages that draw closer to him. And for the next couple minutes, I want to just talk about a few things that we can do to draw closer to God. How do we hear from God according to the scripture? I hope that this is helping you today. We're doing these teachings so that you can be set up for success and we're, we're helping in looking at what the scripture says about these issues. So, uh, you know, there's, there's scriptures that are showing us several ways that believers can hear from God. It's important to approach this with humility, seeking a genuine connection with God rather than relying solely on our own desires or our own expectations. So I'm going to go through several ways that Christians can hear from God as outlined in the Bible. Number one, prayer. Regular, sincere prayer is powerful. It's a way to communicate with God to hear his voice. Jesus emphasized the importance of prayer in Matthew 6. He said, but when you pray, go into the room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. That's why we talk about the secret place, Psalm 91. Number two, the scripture. The Bible is God's revealed word and a primary means through which he communicates with his people. Reading, studying, and meditating on scripture allows us to understand his character, his will, and his teachings. In 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, it affirms this. It says, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching and for reproof and for correction and for training in righteousness that a man of God may complete, uh, that the man of God may complete equipped for every good work. You're going to be set up for success, according to 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. Number three, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who dwells within believers, guides and comforts and speaks to us. Jesus promised the Holy Spirit's guidance in John 14, 26. He said, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. Number four, circumstances. God will use certain circumstances to communicate his will. In Proverbs 16, 9, it states in their hearts, human plan their course. Humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Paying attention to the doors that open or close and seeking God's guidance through circumstances will provide insight. Hallelujah. Number five, wise counsel. Seeking advice from godly mentors, pastors, and fellow believers will help us discern God's voice. In Proverbs 15, 22, it says, plans fail for lack of counsel, but many advisors, will they succeed? With many advisors, they're going to succeed. Uh, number six, that still small voice. God can speak to us in a subtle, quiet way. Many refer to as a still small voice. And uh, in 1 Kings nineteen twelve, 12, uh, it, it describes this. It, it says how God spoke to Elijah after the fire came, a gentle whisper. A gentle whisper. That's how God spoke to Elijah in 1 Kings 19.12. Uh, number seven, dreams and visions. 
while not as common, God has communicated through dreams and visions in the Bible. It's important to discern these experiences through prayer, scripture, and spiritual discernment. We want to make sure they're actually from God and not just some other dream. That's important. But yes, God does speak to us through dreams and visions. He spoke to me many times through dreams and visions. Uh, Number eight, worship and praise. Engaging in worship and praise will often create an atmosphere where we are more receptive to God's presence and leading. In Psalm 22.3, David did this. He says, yet you are wholly enthroned in the praises of Israel. Hallelujah. It's so crucial that we approach these methods with a heart that's open to God's will, seeking his guidance rather than imposing our own desires and vain imaginations. While God communicates in various ways, his messages will align with his character and the principles found in Scripture. And developing a deep relationship with God through prayer, study, and obedience enhances our ability to hear and discern his voice in our lives. I hope this helps you today because we covered a lot of different things. There are fakes and frauds that are out there masquerading as believers, speaking things that are not of God and confusing the saints. But if we use the appropriate wisdom according to the scripture that we talked about today and we test the spirits and we make sure that we're using the discernment of the spirit and we hear the voice of the Lord and we spend time in prayer and we seek the face of God and we know his word, we will be set up for success. God wants you to be set up for success, saint. He doesn't want you to be going to and fro and running around like a chicken with your head cut off. (laughs) He wants you to be set up for success. He wants you to grow and to mature in him. He wants you to be planted on solid ground, on a firm foundation like a tree that's planted by the water. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, I just thank you so much for allowing us to get into your word today. And I just pray that every person that's listening today, that they would be strengthened in their faith, Lord God, that they'd be reliant on you. I pray for anybody that's walking in deception right now, that Lord, you just open their eyes of understanding, open their ears of understanding today. Let this be a new season of depth and growth and open doors and freedom. We just love you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for who you are. You are so good. I thank you for what you're doing. You are not stopping in our lives, in our situations. You are a forward-moving God. I just give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you're encouraged today. PastorTodd.org is the website. PastorTodd.org. Write me. Let me know you enjoyed the show. Let me know if you want more of these. All right, God bless you.